This is Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, and this is the Retirement Ready Show. Our goal is to educate you on the many topics of retirement and inform you how to create a successful Retirement Ready Roadmap. Thank you for joining me today for another episode where we will make your Retirement Ready Roadmap simple. I'm Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates. You can always visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Lots of great tools and resources for our great friends in Wisconsin. We have some upcoming evening workshops, February 21st and 22nd. We're going to be out in Pewaukee, 631 hour, talking about inflation, the economy, the election, all these things that can feel like they really weigh on our retirement planning. But more importantly, we're going to talk a little bit about the tax code, the pending tax increases that are coming, and how you can protect yourself from that. That's generally a missing piece from a lot of folks' portfolios, and we want to make sure you have some actionable steps you can take. Those classes do fill up, so we do need folks to register ahead of time. You can see those dates and times and register right at retirementreadyshow.com. We also have some great ways you can connect with us, completely complimentary, whether you'd like to set up a, a phone call to ask a quick question, or maybe you'd like to start the complimentary process of us putting a second set of eyes on your plan or creating your retirement ready roadmap, you'll be able to see the calendar and set that up complimentary and directly right at retirementreadyshow.com. Got my buddy Randy Winkler. Hey, Tony. The Silver Fox. My wife said she's going to copyright that and start I marketing like it. it. I really like it. I, you know, <laughs> my, my goal, I, I've, I've achieved my first goal, Randy, which was kind of to spread it around the office. I think <laughs> people are calling you the Silver Fox now. And now we just have to get clients to come in and... Oh, we start giving out T-shirts and hats or right. mugs. Right. <laughs> Randy with the thumbs up, right? Maybe it's some vari- variation of our uh, our Drake logo. Yeah, uh, exactly. Fox, you know, or with the Drake in his mouth. I don't know. There's lots of ways you can go with that. So it, feel, it feels like springtime in the uh, upper Midwest here in yes. February. I'd love to see the snow going down. And I finally was able to get into the backyard and get the, the um, lumber that fell from the trees, all of the fallen branches. Oh, the snow blow snow, was yeah. the snow was six feet tall. Couldn't even get in my backyard, so that was a that was a mess getting with that slushy. Yeah, what's sure left? Was. I think it's always funny in the uh, Midwest here. You know, you you seem to have two camps, right? Some clients and family friends come in; they're really happy to see the snow melting, and others are like, "I want to ski, I want to cross country ski, I want a snowshoe." Yeah. And it hasn't been a, a good winter the last few winters for everybody that's no. into the snow sports. No. But a quick announcement for everybody. We're really excited. This is the second year in a row that we're teamed up with uh, Feeding America. And a lot of folks may not realize that one in eight children don't know where their next meal is coming from. That's a pretty scary number. And that's why we teamed up with Feeding America for the PBJ Challenge. So we're encouraging folks to join us to support this cause now until the end of the month. Did you know, Randy? Leap year this year. Yes. Yeah. So now until February 29th, not the 28th, but we'll be collecting donations of peanut butter and jelly at our Waukesha and Mequon office locations. You can also drop off donations at Feeding America campus during normal business hours. And I think if we can team up, hopefully we can make a uh, big impact on the amount they do. They kind of distribute these to the communities that really need them. So I think that's a really exciting thing. And I'm really you know proud to be partnered up with them again. Speaking of partnerships, really excited, Randy. Uh, this is brand new. First time we're announcing it publicly. 
but we are now a proud partner of UW Athletics. Yay. Go Bucky, right? <laughs> We're in the uh, middle of hockey season and, and bat, men's basketball, women's basketball. So really excited to be teamed up with the great school. So much tradition and, and heritage here in Wisconsin and and really uh, proud to be associated with them. We'll have to get Bucky in the studio with us. He, he doesn't say a whole lot. But, That's right. Uh, That's right. <laughs> I don't know if that would make great Some radio. Photo ops, <laughs> yeah. but... Uh, Let's get down to business, Randy. Great topic and a timely topic this week that I know you and I were, you know, really looking forward to talking about. And I think it's this idea of inflation. And there's so much talk right now, you know, is the Fed's going to cut rates this year? Are they going to stay the same? What are they going to do? Is it going to be three cuts, six cuts? What's going to happen? And I think the reality is if you're retired or you're going to retire soon, it's really important to consider that you might be witnessing a significant shift in our financial landscape, and it's important to prepare for that. And that's this idea of inflation. If you don't account for this, Randy, this can take a massive bite out of your retirement. I know you and I meet a lot of people that have kind of created their own retirement plan and they come in, some of our really brilliant folks, and they come in with, you know, some great spreadsheets and whatnot. But a couple things I would say are missing from those sometimes, and that's either they have no inflation on their expenses or they're substantially understating what inflation will be, and they're not always really accounting for the impact of taxation. And if you don't, I mean, this can take a massive, massive bite out of your retirement. And you might be wondering, hasn't the the Federal Reserve raised interest rates specifically to tackle inflation? And the straightforward answer is yes, they have. But there's a growing sentiment, you know, one that that I think about suggesting that this action might not deliver as promised. If this proves to be true, we could be looking at inflation sticking around, not just for a short stint, but for a considerable duration. And that can have real ramifications and could affect retirement goals, especially for retirees who haven't built their plans with inflation in mind. So today we're going to equip you with the knowledge and strategies to help protect your retirement against inflation. So stick with us. This could be a really important financial conversation. And as you listen today, understand this is not a drill. It's a call to action. Your hard-earned savings really deserves attention. And we really want to help you create that retirement-ready roadmap. One of the things there we're going to account for is an income plan, and we're going to account for inflation, high inflationary periods, low inflationary periods, and make sure that's a part of your plan. And while we can't know for sure how much of a problem inflation will be long-term, we do know it takes a comprehensive plan to to account for that, and we want to make sure we're here to help you. And, and Randy, we really focus our financial advisory efforts on retirement planning, and many of our clients are already retired or, or getting close to that magic date that we're all looking forward to. So we want to make sure that our clients not only understand the financial challenges that we're seeing today, but some of the ways to help avoid some common mistakes when it comes to dealing with them. And that's what we're going to run through today, but we really want to make sure that we help you develop a plan so you have confidence in whatever your version of retirement looks like. And I think the first thing we got to talk about, Randy, is this concept of sticky inflation. I think if we can kind of, it seems like a lifetime ago, but if we kind of rewind the clock back to when COVID started, there was this talk about it being transitory. Now, if you're not a kind of math, economics, data nerd like Randy and I, um, that, that really means temporary, right? And the feds are telling us, hey, it was just going to be temporary. It's going to come and go. Don't, you know, nothing to see here, right? Don't look behind the curtain. But it's proven to be pretty sticky. Yeah. And a lot of people kind of forgot about inflation. It's, it's amazing with fi- the financial world. People have very short memories. 
You know, when the market's up for a few years, they, they're surprised when it goes down. When there's no inflation for a few years, they forget that it was ever out there. I remember, and we've been doing this for a while, early in my career with a lot of people, they said, well, hey, my retirement plan is I just put the money in a CD. I'm earning five, six, seven percent. I'm going to be fine. And then uh, inflation or the the rates dropped dramatically in the early 2000s and people were getting 0.05%. And then suddenly they were more open to conversations about uh, differences. And we had about close to 20 years of very low inflation and people forgot that it's out there. And then the last few years, it's been a little bit higher. There's nothing to be afraid of, but we just need to factor that into the plan. And like you mentioned earlier, that uh, a lot of the do-it-yourselfers we meet with, they don't, often don't factor in taxes and inflation. And I had a conversation actually at the gym the other day with someone. He said, hey, he goes, I've got a million dollars. You know, I know about the 4% rule. I can safely take out $40,000 per year, you know, and I've got Social Security. What do I need you for? And I said, well, a couple of things. I said, what is the entire 40,000 yours? He said, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you're factoring in taxes. Is it in an IRA? He's like, well, yeah, it is. I'm like, well, then there's a chunk that's going to have to go to taxes. So it's not actually 40%. Plus 10, 15, 30 years from now, that million dollars is not going to buy, or that 40,000 is not going to buy what it does now. So you have to factor in some inflation because things get more expensive. So it's, it's, uh, I think it's two areas that people don't find that interesting. So you don't see a lot of do-it-yourself inflation and tax experts. <laughs> the, uh, the investment part is very interesting for most people. But uh, just having a plan to, to help uh, mitigate uh, what's going to happen with that. And that's so important, Randy, because I think to your point, it's not a fun topic, right? And I think our, our job really in large part is to bring up these topics that aren't necessarily fun or exciting to talk about. I mean, you know, obviously it's really fun to talk about, you know, the bucket list in retirement, but there's some mechanics and some things to make sure the funding, the income is, is there to fund those fun bucket list things beyond just our average everyday expenses. And I think we're going to run up against a break here, Randy, but I, I think we're, it's important to think about the risk is, is not just where inflation's at today, but it's where our spending is at as a country, right? We have this massive deficit for the second time in U.S. history. We have more debt than GDP or think of it as debt to the country's income. And the last time that happened, you know, post-World War II, we had a 94% tax bracket, right? And, and we're at some pretty historically low rates right now. And basic economics tells us, hey, if we're going to solve this you know, the, this deficit here, we either have to spend less, which I don't know about you, Randy, but I'm not <laughs> super confident that Congress right. is going to make that decision. Um, we have to uh, maybe inflate it away, right? The economists can inflate that away, but that erodes our, our retirement dollars. And, and now a dollar doesn't buy what it used to, or they can raise taxes. So I think, in, you know, long-term inflation and or rising taxes have to be a part of a retirement plan today because it is a real risk if you think about it i mean if we flash flash back to you know when COVID hit and all this stuff you know congress added roughly 4.5 trillion that's a t 4.5 trillion in COVID related programs and when while that spending sparked inflation the spending didn't stop there 
We're now witnessing the introduction of tens of billions from the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act and the Semiconductor Chips Act. And, you know, there's a Inflation Reduction Act as well. It's another 500 billion in the coming year. So it just doesn't stop. You know, it's this massive, massive spending spree. And I think something needs to change because long term, you know, think about your own personal household. You cannot spend more than you're bringing in long term and, and have the economics be viable or sustainable. Well, great topic this week, Randy. We're talking about inflation. You know, is it going to stick around? You know, what happens to your retirement if this inflation stays higher for a longer period? Higher for longer is the fun term all the talking heads are saying, right? So what if that happens? And I, and I think as we talk about inflation, we really think about an income plan. So we talk a lot about our retirement ready roadmap and, and a lot of folks that we meet kind of take us up on this opportunity, come in for a complimentary set of, set of eyes on their plan. And a lot of times they have a portfolio, but not a plan. A comprehensive plan really should have addressed the portfolio, should also have an income plan, a plan for the family, a plan for health care, and a plan to reduce taxes over the decades. And what we're really talking about today is that second stop, that income plan. And when you think about inflation and we're developing an in income plan, we have to think about longevity. And you and I were actually kind of joking around during the break. You know, I think we meet a lot of folks that just say, oh, you know, Randy, I'm, I'm never going to live to 100 <laughs> or, you know, I, what I've heard over the years, I'm just going to have my wife take me out to the woodshed <laughs> and, you know, I, um, maybe we will or maybe we won't, but we know longevity is changing and the data is saying something different. Yeah. It, so it, it uh, there's some some pretty amazing numbers out there. So a 65-year-old woman in average health who's a non-smoker has a 50% chance of living at least another 23 years to age 88 and a 25% chance of reaching 91. And a 65-year-old man has a 50% chance of living another 20 years to 85. And this is the one that I found very interesting. For a married couple of this age, there's a 50% chance that one of them will live to see 92 and a 25% chance that one will make it to 97. So a couple at 65 is looking at potentially 30, maybe even 40 years of retirement that you have to plan for. And if you think of inflation, maybe the last 20 years aren't a great example, but look at the last three. Um, it costs you more for things that you're buying now than it cost you in 2020. So you need to factor that in as part of your plan, because even if your consumption remains the same, if your expenses remain the same, the cost to do so is going to go up. You're probably seeing that at the, at the pump or at the restaurant. My, my wife and I, I think I mentioned this last week, we went to a you know, really nice kind of bar restaurant, really good food. We had a burger and a beer. It was $55. You know, boy, I remember when that would have been 20 bucks, you know, so that was a real stark indication of inflation out there. So we don't want people as they get later in retirement to not be able to do the things that they want to do because we haven't factored in that things are going to cost more. Hey, podcast fans, if you're ready to take the next steps to create your retirement ready roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, Sign up for educational, no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow us and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Now, back to the podcast. And things, I mean, it's just, you know, I, I think we tend to not think about inflation. Um, I haven't talked about this in a long time, but, you know, we do these kind of complimentary workshops in the community, and 
I remember years ago when, when talking about inflation, maybe we should do this. It was kind of a fun game. I'd ask the crowd, you know, who's played, and we'd have a little prize or something, but who paid the lowest price for a gallon of gas? And never forget my first gallon. It was 74 cents, which <laughs> I feel like it was low. But, you know, you always get, I say, 23, 24, right, 27 cents. And it's hard to even fathom that. And maybe gas isn't the best example because it's such a volatile, you know, price. It can really swing in, in either direction. But I think the point is things do get more expensive over time. And to your point, Randy, that just has to be part of the plan, right? right? We, we don't want to be in our 80s or 90s and saying, boy, we're going to run out of money because we didn't account for inflation because that's a time in life. There's not much you can do then once you run out, right? Now you run out down the street and get a job and, and start income right away. And and so that's challenging. But the, the great news is it is solvable in a plan. Yeah. I, I think of my parents' first home, which is very, and I, the home I grew up in. It's very similar to the home that my wife and I own right now, but we literally paid 10 times as much as they did. And I mean, that was a, a long time frame in between. But when you think about that, if you're going to get a house for $20,000 back in the 70s, and then it costs you $200,000 now, it's not too far distant future. You're going to pay a million dollars for a house. That's what, I mean, it seems ridiculous, but it, it all, looking forward, it never looks, it seems possible. But looking backward, you think, well, we couldn't have paid that little at that time. But inflation just is that, just kind of, it's the it's the uh, the water torture. It's just the drip, drip, drip. That right. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's doing much damage, but over time it it, uh, it wipes you out. Just eats away at you. And, and I think when you think about inflation too, Randy, when you think about allocation, there's different kind of buckets that you can put your money into. And, and, you know, generalizing a little bit, but the retired community tends to be a little bit more conservative from a risk perspective. And sometimes we meet people, and this is so easy to fall into, that are sitting on big piles of cash, right? Because maybe they're nervous about the market or they just feel like I'm at this stage in life where I don't want to lose it. And there, there's nothing wrong with having some cash. We're big fans of having an emergency account and maybe accounting for six months or so of expenses there. So you have ready access to that. But you have to be careful with cash. And I'll give a personal example. When this COVID thing hit, you know, in our business accounts, Obviously, I have some cash in there for payroll and expenses, things of that nature. And this large national bank that, that we work with that I, I love banking with them. Their technology is great. They're really easy to work with, but they weren't paying anything. Well, I was able to take some of that excess cash that I didn't want to commit to a long term investment. But I was able to go to some of these online money market accounts that were completely liquid and get five plus percent. So now that's working for me a little bit. So I think. There's this balance. You want to be careful with not having too much cash because inflation can really run you over. But you also want to make sure if you're in this weird environment we've been in where you can get some pretty good guaranteed rates and you do have higher cash balances, let's at least get that money working for you. All right. And a lot of people like to think of their money as a, a, a one bucket. And there should be multiple buckets. I, I like to talk about your time frame and your risk tolerance. If you, you know, people that like the bank, like if you put everything in the bank, you're not going to keep up with inflation. You're going to have very safe money, but your purchasing power is going to be eroded. If you put everything in the market, there's going to be time periods where you're probably not going to do the things you want to be able to do. So you have to use the appropriate vehicle for your time frame. In a conversation just this past week, 
somebody, their, uh, their daughter's getting married in June. They've accumulated some, and a nice bucket of cash. And they said, can we put this to work? And I'm like, well, I said, how would you feel if the market doesn't cooperate going to your daughter and saying, Hey, let's push the wedding back by a year and wait till the market cooperates a little. <laughs> that sounds like a tough conversation. Yeah. They, they, they got a laugh out of them. And I'm like, we need to pick the, there's, there's not, it's not the market is good or the market is bad or banks are good or bad. Or are they appropriate for your goal and your time frame? In the short term, you shouldn't be in the market long term. You, you know, it's going to, it's going to work for you, but you need to have that safe money that's there to help you take advantage of the down markets. And that probably gets into a bigger conversation, Randy, but it's one of the things that we look at when we're building out the retirement ready roadmap for someone is that risk. What's the risk you're comfortable with? Can we design a portfolio that has pieces that are maybe invested in fighting inflation within your risk tolerance? Maybe we have some pieces that aren't subject to market risk. So then we know for 10 or 15 years, your income needs are taken care of. You know, the, the hardest part, I think, is what, what's referred to, you know, as sequence of return risk. And that's just a kind of technical way of saying losing money early in retirement. And we know that's impactful. Why is it impactful? Well, if you have a million dollar balance and you're taking out, you know, 10,000 a month, I'm using some big numbers here as a, as a kind of simple example, and the market drops 30%, now you're down to 700,000. If that 10,000 was required expenses, you still need to take it out, but now you're taking out a larger percentage because there's only 700,000 left. So it's really important to think about that and sometimes setting aside that kind of safer bucket can allow for those income needs, then we don't, then we can, I don't want to say ignore, but we can almost ignore the long-term bucket, the growth bucket. And that's what we really want to do because we know historically that's going to perform well, but there may be some short-term periods, right? I mean, we've saw that clearly since COVID hit, right? I mean, quickest drop in, in market history, then a really incredible rally that lasted for a while. And then the market struggled there for a bit and really rebounded in the second half of last year. So, you know, if you tried to time that, it got difficult because you have to, you know, get a couple points in time correct all right yeah Th taking a look at the at the time frame and where you want where you want to go with it because what we, i think you've seen this i've seen this we've been doing this long enough that when you're in accumulation mode you're filling the bucket you're very concerned about rate of return you want to maximize what your money's doing for you as you get further into retirement you, there's two things that happen you don't really want to think about it and you want to know am i getting my check am i getting my retirement paycheck and if we can answer those questions a lot of people are like okay i'm i'm all right I'm not as interested. I've, I've won the race. I can take my foot off the accelerator. So getting the risk right, make sure we factor those things in. Because I always say our job is to take care of the money. Your job is to enjoy retirement. So it's important to, a lot of it's mindset when it comes to retirement. What are your feelings on these things? How do we make sure you're comfortable with what we're doing? Because like I said, there's no such thing as a bad market. It's just, are you in it and over an inappropriate time frame? Comes down, Randy, that four-letter word, you got to have a plan. <laughs> we we, we got to have a you know our income, our growth bucket, and an income plan that, that can kind of survive these ups and downs. And that, I think that's what can really help feel you help you feel a little more confident in retirement. This week, Randy, we're talking about inflation. And, you know, I, I think the other thing we were talking a little bit earlier about having too much cash on hand, and that can happen in retirement. But you also want to be careful, you know, to not overemphasize or overweight would be the technical term, you know, kind of asset classes or instruments that are, you know, they look attractive because they're really low risk. 
right? And you might say, well, boy, I'm in retirement. I want risk anymore. But again, you mentioned it earlier. It's about striking that right balance. Right. The Think of if people say, well, the bank is safe. I can't lose money. Correct. You're not going to lose money. You don't have any market risk, but you have purchasing power risk. So if inflation goes up, if the bank is giving you a nice rate, that means that inflation is high. You know, so there's always different ways of looking at it for, you know, two decades, you know, uh, rates were very low. Inflation was very low. That was great. If you were taking out a mortgage, it was not great if you needed a place to park your money. Now people are excited about the bank rates, but if you're getting a mortgage, you're not too excited. So it's all kind of tied back to inflation and interest rates. They're going to move around. And you definitely want to have a plan for that. And one thing to, that I think is important to take a look at with this is Social Security. So Social Security has a couple of features that help to offset inflation. So first of all, before you've taken it, uh, taken it based on your strategy, you get a nice raise every month that you wait. So the longer that you can wait to, to take Social Security, you're going to get some raises there that it will help to offset inflation. And then they also... Once you've started, you get cost of living adjustments that are tied loosely to inflation. I know it was at the end of 2022, they announced it was an 8.65% cost of living uh, adjustment, which everybody thought was fantastic. You know, this past year, it wasn't quite that. So I know we've talked about this in the past, but think of Social Security as another bucket of money that you're drawing from. This is an income stream. You know, the, the growth before you start, you're getting some guaranteed growth. We can't even use that word too much in our industry. And then the cost of living adjustments can be um, significant uh, to help um, offset inflation. Yeah, and offsetting that inflation is really the key and really what we're focused on this week. And I think another thing we need to think about when it comes to inflation, Randy, and having this comprehensive retirement ready roadmap is having a plan, a plan that's tested for your withdrawal strategy. Probably if you pin me down and said, Tony, what's the number one question you've heard over the last couple of decades? I would say it's some version of, you know, Tony, do I have enough? Am I going to be okay? And people tend to think about that in the balances in their accounts. And I guess mathematically, you can work it out from there. But what people are really asking, oftentimes they don't realize it, but they're asking, am I going to have the income I need to not only pay my required expenses, but the fun stuff, the variable mm -hmm. expenses, the things I want to do, but also survive inflation, you know, market down periods, whatever it might be. And and I think that that income strategy is so important. Right. We've talked about this in the past. There's quite a uh, psychological and emotional impact that happens when you go from filling that bucket while you're working and you've got, you know, that you've got a paycheck coming in every month until you, when you retire. Not only are you no longer filling the bucket, but you no longer have a paycheck coming in. I've seen it for long enough that I usually warn people. I'm like, I can show you the best plan in the world and you can be completely comfortable. But about a month out from you know your last day at work, it's going to hit you and I'm going to get a panic phone call. So, you know, they're going to say, hey, suddenly this all becomes very real. I'm not putting any more in and I'm taken out. Is it going to work? So it's really important to have that comprehensive plan because not just mathematically, but emotionally, you have to be comfortable with the decision to stop working and then taking your retirement from not just Social Security, but from your, your various accounts. And then which account? In what order? What's the timing? So there's a lot to it. And it's not it's it's complicated, but we can simplify it. We can we can spell it out and tell you this is what we recommend. And that's what's important is getting down to that simplicity. I, you know. I think one of my favorite things, Randy, and, and I always feel so grateful. I mean, you know, I, I have so many friends and family members, cli even clients that we've met. And, you know, oftentimes maybe they've traded 
like feeling like they have a fulfilling career for to make a little bit more money or opposite. Maybe they, you know, chose a career that was more fulfilling where they felt like they were having an impact for people and had to give up their income earning ability. And and I just love the fact that we get to help people. I mean, it makes me so, so happy. And and it's one of my favorite parts. And it's that moment you know, when you go through our process, we have some really incredible tools nowadays that can take, to your point, these complex topics, make them very simple. And that's one of the things I think you, Brad, and the team are, are so great at is taking these complex concepts and really boiling it down to the level that somebody wants to think about it. Right. And again, some people like all the technical stuff and we can get all, you know, have a lot of fun with all the data and other people just want to know, am I going to be OK? You know, and, and these tools really help us get there. And it's that moment, Randy, when you're sitting in the office and a lot of times it's a couple that's still working, you know, because they're afraid. They're afraid to retire because they're afraid they're going to run out of money. And then you can show them mathematically that we think you're going to be OK. And sometimes it's just the shoulders drop. Sometimes it's tears. Sometimes it's hugs or just excitement. And doesn't mean they're, they're going to quit that afternoon. Sometimes they do. <laughs> doesn't mean they're going to quit the next day. But boy, what we hear over and over again is work feels totally different now because I know I can stop anytime I want. Mm -hmm. I had actually two stories just this week. We met with new families and one showed them that they could retire and the tears just flowed. There's the, the, the knowing that they could be done. And then I, I said, from this point forward, if you continue to work, it's because you want to, not because you have to. You've crossed this point. And I said, I gave him some homework. I said, go home and think about it. Do you, do you want to be done? You can be done. You know, if you enjoy your job, I'm not going to encourage you to quit working if you enjoy it. But think about what you want to do. And by the way, you're going to have millions left over at age 100. Let's talk about what we're going to do with that. Maybe you increase spending or, you know, gifting, you know, just it, it kind of opened their eyes to some different things. And then I met with another family and this this happens occasionally too. Their plan didn't work. So um, there were no tears, but they're like, well, what can we do? I'm like, well, we, you know, well, let's push retirement back a little bit. Let's save a little more, spend a little bit. We got to the point where the plan worked very, very well. And there were not any dramatic things that we had to change. We pulled a little on this lever, a little bit on this lever, but they knew when you walk out, once you've seen it, it's like, okay, I know where I'm at. I know what I need to do, whether it's the news you want to hear or what you don't want to hear, you know where you're at. Just like the GPS, the GPS is useless if you don't know where you're at. You're not going to get where you want to go without where am I now? Yeah, that's a really important point. I think just having the knowledge is really freeing. And as we were kind of wrapping up here, Randy, but also you can leverage Social Security as an inflation buffer. And retirement benefits often are the Social Security, I should say, is often a cornerstone of folks' strategies. But you have to think about, am I optimizing it? A lot of people don't know lots of different combinations, especially if you're married on ways you can take that. Some can end up meaning as long as you live to full life expectancy, a lot more money that you've collected over the years. And one of the often overlooked aspects um, is designed to help you with this cost of living. That's the COLA adjustments. And, you know, about a year ago or so, we got that massive one that right. was pretty startling. And it's kind of back down to a little bit more normal levels, but that can act as a hedge against inflation over a long retirement and the timing of when to start Social Security benefits can be really critical. Remember, you can start it at 62, 
but you're taking a 25 lifetime 25% reduction in benefits. If you wait till full retirement for just about all of us at this point, that's 67, it's going to grow at 6% a year from 62 to 67. And then if you're in a position where you can delay it till 70, it now grows at 8% a year from 67 till 70. Now, I don't know of any other fixed products right now offering 6 or 8% guaranteed return. So sometimes thinking about Social Security as an asset and not just an income stream that you flip on at 62, that can make a big difference, especially if it makes sense to take advantage of that 6 and 8% growth. But then there's other times, depending on maybe some medical situations or other things that we may recommend taking the reduction and taking it earlier. But it's important to have it as part of your plan. And we're going to build that as part of your retirement ready roadmap. We're going to look at those Social Security benefits. Hey, podcast fans, if you're ready to take the next steps to create your retirement ready roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. Drake & Associates LLC is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Advisory services offered through Drake & Associates LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Drake & Associates LLC is not permitted to offer. No statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Drake & Associates LLC.